to the moon. If you want to take a trip, climb aboard my rocket ship. Zoom, 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 we're going to the moon. Sound check. Three, two, one. Blast Blast off. Hello and welcome to Letters from the Road, stories and encouragement from your traveling friends, us, Jamie and Clay Schumacher. Hey friends. Hello and welcome to episode 38. Today we are talking about having a lot of hobbies. Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it's a slightly different discussion than uh, than last week, so I hope you'll enjoy it. it but it, I think it's a companion to last week where we talked maybe about being willing to try things and look silly and now like how to have hobbies as a grown up yeah hobbies are basically what this show's about so I mean, pretty much you know pretty we, could, we could talk about it much. two weeks in a row so first things first first little bit of business we have a substack. it's letters from the road pod.com there you will get if you sign up for free two emails every week in your inbox on mondays and fridays there are letters from us to you sending you some of the that stories and encouragement from the road there, you can also become a pen pal. You can upgrade your subscription. And for $5 a month or $40 per year or $100 per year to be a founding member, you can become a pen pal and you can join our pen pals discord where we chit chat with all our pen pals. And you can also get kind of surprise bonus content. The first month we did a virtual happy hour with our pen pals. It was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, and we might repeat it this month. We might do a virtual game night what? with our pen pals. These are some of the things that we are talking about. And in the Discord, it's just a lot of good chatting about books and camping and uh, travel and hobbies and all <laughs> kinds of stuff. A little bit of checking in on our friends and seeing how they're doing. Yep. Um, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy it. And like one friend this week was asking for a quick book book recommendation and we kind of chimed in with a few different book recommendations and chatted about some different books so yeah, it's tons of fun we'd love to have you there is the other bit of housekeeping book club is two weeks uh we'll be recording it in two weeks so one week from when you hear this so you have one week left to get your book reviews in so do it now do it now send us an email at letters from the road pod at gmail.com or get a hold of us at letters from the road pod on any of our socials and send us anything that you have read recently that you liked or didn't like or that you think that we should talk, we should read and talk about. I don't know if I can get very many more in before <laughs> that we record book club. But, you know, I we've read some stuff based on rec- listener recommendations. We will continue to do that. So get us those recs. Absolutely. Got yeah, some just, fun stuff to talk about. I just this. finished reading Our Missing Hearts. Mm, yeah, I love that book. Uh, which was super great, but yeah, can't wait to yeah, talk about I've it. Yeah, I've been down the, the, the I guess, romanticy uh, book talk <laughs> rabbit hole. So we'll have that to chat about. We've got oh, all yeah. kinds of stuff. So uh, it should be a great time. And uh, definitely make sure you tune in for that episode, which is in two weeks. But also make sure you get us your book reviews. We will take them all. For sure. Good, bad, and otherwise. Yeah. First. We will talk a little bit. Oh, well, Clay, what are we drinking tonight? You forgot. I forgot. I got so excited about it's book club. Such a like meh drink that you just forgot. It wasn't what I would have chosen for the evening. It's fine. Well, Out of all those good beers, you picked this one. All what good beers? They have like oh, all the okay. dark so beers. This is, a, this is a beer from Icicle. Uh, because of course. Because of course. And it was just one that number one that they do growler fills of because yeah. some of our favorites that are special releases right now they won't fill in a growler. Oh, that's true. And it's also one we hadn't had. Yeah. And I thought it was cool because it was called Dragon Tail. Yeah. It's Dragon Tail IPA. Listen, it's good. It's totally fine. It's just like for an icicle beer. It's kind of like yeah. Such a freaking standard IPA. So it's good though. I'm not hating it. I just I'm not loving it. Like I like the porter. <laughs> 
Or the dark persuasion. All or, the icicle beers are good. Yeah, I just, just I like, love the dark beer in general, and it's yeah. not IPA weather. No, but they have some really good IPAs. Yeah, we got snow. We got well, snow this you, week. You really like jumped. I said it's not IPA weather. Sorry. Okay. Do you want to oh, talk more about the yes, IPAs? Yes, it's not IPA weather. We got snow finally. <laughs> yes, guide. I did jump. <laughs> okay, I got it. <laughs> Usually I follow you. That one I was like, whoa, yeah, I wanted to talk about that. but We finally got snow. We woke, we got three days in a row of pretty heavy snow. Yes. And it was, it is, it's melting a little now, but Mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It's freaking magical. Uh, It's, it's that like 32 degree kind of snow. So it's pretty wet, but it is so pretty. It's coating everything. It is just. I, the trees are all covered in snow. Yeah, we had kind of a snow day on Friday. And yeah. Went out with Littlest and we went and built a snowman, which turned into a yeah. snow cat. Yeah, and then Frankie awesome. and Oldest and I joined. There's this great little uh, kind of like landing area down by the river mm-hmm. at the campground. And it was this great flat area to run around and play in the snow. So we had a great time with that. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but we brought the sled out and... Wrote oh it, yeah, rode it down the hill and oh yeah, lots of fun. Lots, chased lots each other fun. around, threw Frankie, snow at Frankie each other. Zoomies. Oh my gosh, he loves the snow. <laughs> it's his favorite thing. I knew he would. Oh, me too. Me too. He's just like this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. When he goes out in the morning and it's snowing and there's like fresh powder, he just like he does he a dance. Frolic. He does a dance. He yeah. has a frolic. He a does. It's so cute. He's so cute. And his like he's little he gets covered in the snowflakes and his black fur has like white all over it. It's just so cute. You posted a couple pictures. I, I did, the, I did, yeah. yeah. It is he's the sweetest. Um we've all been we were all so happy it was finally snowing. So yeah. I mean clearly we spent all weekend in the snow. We did. We played all in the snow on Friday. Saturday we had already booked and it ended up being really serendipitous timing. We'd already booked Ski lessons, because mm-hmm. the ski hill, um, we've been going to Miss Mission Ridge. We are going to. Yeah, this was our we first went, one. The first one. So mm-hmm. Mission Ridge, we, there's, if you're in Leavenworth, there's several places you could ski. Uh, you're in a, quite a, a spot here mm-hmm. <laughs> that you mm-hmm. could pick a few different places. There's a ski hill in Leavenworth. It's not open yet. It opens a little later in the season because we're at a lower elevation. So that's here in Leavenworth. They don't really have, it's just a casual little place. It do, they don't. I don't think they even do lessons or anything. They don't have rentals, but there's a shop in town you can rent from. And so that's not where we like wanted to learn. We might end up skiing there at some point, but it's just not, it wasn't really like once we learned more about it, it wasn't really going to be like the spot for us for mm-hmm. like the whole winter because mm-hmm. we don't have gear and stuff like that yet. There's Snoqualmie is fairly close. I think it's like an hour and a half away. It's a bit of a drive, yeah. On 90. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty famous one. And Stevens is like only an hour away, a little less actually. Stevens Pass is close to here as well. That's still kind of like, it's either an icon or an epic pass. It's a pretty big resort, right? So we, um, but we saw Mission Ridge, which is out by, um, you go past Wenatchee and then up a mountain. <laughs> yep. And that looked perfect for us because it's like a decent sized resort. There's several chairs. It's like, it's not tiny, but it's also, and they have a ski school and everything, but it's like, they have this package that's really good for beginners. So we did what they call like the welcome to winter um, lesson, which is like a special lesson deal early in the season where it was like 50 bucks per person. And lesson. we got a beginner lesson. Yeah. It included rentals, it included chair, um, what is it? Your ticket for the day. Mm-hmm. And you, um, and like a discount on food and stuff. I mean, it was like everything. It was like this, like, come check out the ski resort. And yeah, then if you- if you did that, then you also got a discount on what they call their Freedom Pass. And the Freedom Pass includes free rental, free rentals for the whole season. Free, uh, you only get access to chair one, which is like the lower chair. But you get chair one, the bunny hill, as many lessons as you want mm-hmm. outside of blackout time. So you can't go like early morning on the weekends and you can't go before two during January and February. But they have night skiing. And it, it, it actually ends up working out perfect for us. So we did that because we can take as many lessons as we want. And you can upgrade your pass later. if you After you take three lessons, you, you can upgrade it for a fairly good price to like have the whole pass if you want. Mm-hmm. 
you can always pay for more access too if you want but like it just seems like such a good deal for us to like because we just need reps we just need to get out there we just need to like learn right yeah and friends skiing is expensive oh my god it's expensive we were looking into because we had originally wanted to do a ski ski winter mm-hmm. just go all in on it even though we've never skied before i knew but, we'd know, love it <laughs> i knew we'd love it and we're gonna talk more about this with the, the hobby stuff yeah, but yeah. like I I knew we would love it. Mm. I just knew, and I we did. We all had a great time. Mm-hmm. Clay's gonna try boarding next time, but like, yeah. we all had a great time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like first lesson, first time ever putting on skis. And I was like, "This is cool. I like this." And the snow was coming down, and it was just, mm, it was perfect. Mm-hmm. The drive out there was a little sketchy, but not too bad. It was it was fine. It was like snow was still coming down, and but people were driving fine. Cleared like once. The plows were out, and people were driving good. So it was a good like it was actually kind of a fun drive out, even though it took a while. It was. Um, We're about fifty minutes away under perfect conditions from getting to the top of the mountain from here. Yeah, it took us a little over now because it's like thirty minutes to Wenatchee, and then you have to drive up the mountain. Mm -hmm. It took a minute. It was great. The instructors and everybody were so nice. We had a great time. The kids did a kids' les- lesson. We did an adults' lesson. We were all there, like, out there at the same time, having a really nice time. Every once in a while, Littlest would look over and be like, Mom, Dad, look. It was <laughs> so, so sweet. They did a great job. They did so good. They were, the instructors were great with them. We liked our instructor a lot. We uh, had a great was, time. He, he was, was, was awesome. Me. Oh, my gosh. He was laughing at me so bad. Well, he I, was laughing at me, too, for other reasons. but I kept going down. And I could not freaking stop. And okay, back it up. We have none of us, none of the four of us have ever skied. Not even a minute. Not put never had skis on our feet until yesterday. I thought as soon as I put on ski boots, I was like, "Oh my god, these are torture devices. Why do people do do this?" (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Why, why are ski boots like this? This is terrible." Yeah, but like once once you you kind of get used to it, yeah, like know how to put your weight in the right spot and everything. So you were talking about how you went down a bunch, and our instructor was making fun of you. Yeah, no, Ray was super patient with me. And he was like over and over again, like, you just have to like push that ski out, like get on the edge of your ski, slow yourself down. I could not get it. I don't know if it's like just skiing does not come natural to me because like my natural stance is my feet are kind of pointing out. So like pointing my feet in is really freaking hard. Yeah. (laughs) So that whole like pizza thing yeah that's like that's barely happening at all for me but like by the end of it i can like sort of get to where i can kind of like do a couple turns go down the little bunny hill and like slow myself down so i don't like completely wipe out but yeah i wiped out like (laughs) i don't know how many times i felt sometimes both times i was just standing still that makes no sense i don't know yeah sometimes i like went so fast through a turn i spun around backwards and fell down. Sometimes I just like kind of like gracefully glided <laughs> the time down you did sideways this giant and skidded. Turn and spun all the way around. Yeah. It was pretty great. Yeah. Sometimes I like my skis went opposite directions from so each other. So Ray said we're not ready I, to like, get on the lift. Yet. Starfished. <laughs> Ray said no lift for us yet. Yeah, I wasn't asking. I had no interest in getting on the lift. Man, I was close, guys. I was thinking about it. No, I mean the lift itself. Sure, okay, that, the, that that looks fun. The girl from our group who went anyway. I was doing just as good, if not better. Maybe. Yeah, I think I'm so. sure you were. But like Yeah, no, I, I need I wanna do it right. I don't wanna get hurt. I don't wanna go down that giant hill. It looks so fun. And that's the easy one. I wanna fly. Great. Have fun. Enjoy. I'm gonna live. Whatever, man. <laughs> See so I'm gonna try snowboarding this next one. Yeah. And I need to make sure they know I've never ever tried snowboarding. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Yeah. Then you get to do fun things on the on the rope toe because you're goofy. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting too. <laughs> oh shoot! It's it's a load of fun. It's a great hill. I would highly recommend it if you're in this area for beginner skiing. I like. I don't know enough to know anything, but I just know that like it's a really good package. They welcome beginners and families. And they like are really nice. They already act like they know us. Like it's great. Yeah. <laughs> we had to call them to work out something with our passes. They were super helpful. Super helpful. And kind. And like we're like, oh yeah, we remember you guys. And it's just great. It's got this good local mountain feel to it with still having like enough to do. 
But yeah, it's been it's been a great week. I mean, snow. Enough said. Yeah. Yeah. Snow. <laughs> we walked to the Christmas market on Friday after we played in the snow all day. Well, and yeah, and after we went to Icicle for <laughs> Yeah. We went to Icicle, then walked around the Christmas market. Oh, we were gonna have glue vine tonight. That's what we were gonna have. Oh yeah. Oh, Darn well, it. Next time. Next time. Uh and we bought a bottle of glue vine to have at home. And uh, checked out the bookstore and all kinds of stuff. And then, because it was just fun and magical with the lights and the snow. And then, uh, yeah, and skiing Saturday. And then today, Sunday was... Um, chores day. Chores and climbing and Costco. Yep. Busy, fun weekend. And uh, But we want to continue our... Because we're going to go to the same ski hill and the same climbing gym and the same <laughs> Costco every week. Um, I'm not going to Costco, Costco every, every week. week. That's no. way too expensive. That was almost as much as the ski passes, man. No, All right. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Slot. All right. <laughs> we want to continue our Northeast series, and we're going to talk a little bit about the couple weeks we spent in New Hampshire. That's where we headed after New York. We went from Hudson Valley area up to Greenfield, New Hampshire. Which is in the freaking middle of nowhere. I just really wanted New a Hampshire's state not park. a big state. I just really wanted a state park stay. And uh, it was hard to do in the Northeast with mm-hmm. the big rig. I think we mentioned last week that like, yes, you can take a big rig to the Northeast. And yes, it's very doable. I would not say it's cheap or that you're going to get it in a lot of state parks. Um, but we did find one in Greenfield. It's a lake. It's a huge campground. Mm-hmm. Just huge. Mostly deserted during the week. Crazy on the weekends kind of a place. Really beautiful, forested campground. Really cool. Yeah, it's a pretty sleepy little uh, yeah. park. Even, yeah. But like, there's like a dump station. It was fine. So it will say, if you look at it online, it will say that the size limit is 35 feet. Do not let that fool you, friend. If you are adventurous, you can bring your big rig. It, our this, site was huge. Our site was like 100 feet deep. It was. <laughs> or bigger. Ginormous. I don't even know. We, it was one of the, there's no hookups. So it's yeah. just all dry camping. Right. The bathhouses were nice, though. Yeah, they were. It was good. No, I really liked that park. It was a little bit of the problem yeah. of like, well, where do we want to put the rig in this site? Because we could put it like anywhere. Yeah, we ran the generator a bit because it was cloudy mm-hmm. and, and trees. trees. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine. Like, it was totally fine. And we liked it a lot. I had to travel for work, so I flew out. Of, and that was part of why we were there. Mm-hmm. I really like Concord a lot. I'd mm-hmm. been there before for work, um, but I flew out of Manchester to go into my office that I was working at at the time for a good chunk of that week, mm-hmm. and then flew back, and we went to Man- to Concord to have dinner after you picked me up from the airport, mm-hmm. and we there's this Irish pub there. It's called Barley and Rye or something like that. I'm going to... What is it called? I'll have to I look have it up. no idea. There's this Irish pub. I'd been there once when I'd been for work, and it was magical when I went there for work. Yeah, all the It was like, like a chilly evening. Mm-hmm. And I was staying down the road from it, and I just kind of wandered down, and I stumbled into this warm, glowing Irish pub. And there was like, there were musicians sitting around in a circle playing Irish music. And it was, they had vegetarian shepherd's pie, and I was pescatarian at the time. And, I looked over this Irish whiskey list and tried some Irish whiskey and talked to the waiter about it. And I had one of my favorite like solo dinners ever. It was so good and so cozy and so fun. And this dinner has lived in my memory ever since. Yeah, you told me about it. I was really jealous. Yes. I was like, so it's just like the best night. It was entertaining. It was cute. I felt great being there. Like it was just a fun place. Mm -hmm. And... I really wanted to go there with the kids. We all like the in, in clay and like we all there, we all yeah. like a pub. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be really fun. Yeah. So, it's like right on the like cuz Concord's the capital. Concord is cute AF. Yeah. And it's like right there on the like central Little square of town. Capital town yeah. kind of vibes on kinda like hills. The, the quad and, there or whatever, right? Yeah, and I had been in the fall before and mm-hmm. this was this was summer obviously, but like summer in the northeast is just a bunch of so the fun. like presidential candidates for the primaries come through there. There's pictures on the wall of all of them, you know, like it's got it's almost like Iowa City or something. Yeah. It's like that kind of a feeling. Mm-hmm. And so we go and we get seated and everything and we eat our menus and it's just burgers. Yeah. Like what? Wait, did 
we go to the wrong place? Like what? Only burgers. And this was after waiting for an hour. Yeah. And I'd been flying and it was like a whole thing. Yeah. Burgers, just burgers. <laughs> which, I mean, we all love a burger. It was like Burger Fest, which is something they do there for a week every year. That's like a charity thing. I don't. It was fine, but I went there for the shepherd's pie. Like, yeah. I wanted my Irish pub stuff. To say it was a disappointment is a bit of an understatement. We were all so upset. <laughs> but honestly, like, didn't they have, like, really good, uh, like, sweet potato waffle fries or there something? There was something like, like that that was really good. It yeah. was still a really good restaurant. It's just, like, I want the pub food. Right. Oh, some curry fries or something. Oh, my uh, gosh. That would have been great. Yeah. Anyway, it was still a really nice time. Like, Concord is a cute town. Mm -hmm. So in Greenfield, we hiked twice. I don't know how we managed this because I was gone for a while too. Well, we did like as soon as we got there, we hiked. And like yeah, after so you got back, we first, hiked again. The first hike we did was Crotched Mountain, mm -hmm. which is crotch and then ED. Crotched. Crotched Mountain. A mountain which has a crotch. We did that hike. We only did part of it. We did a few miles of it. Yeah. It was really fun. We saw porcupines. It's my first time seeing porcupines yeah. in the wild. We were like, what are these things? <laughs> I'd never seen them in the wild. It was crazy. And they, they're they not afraid. And they just sit on the trail yep. and stare at you. And they're not meanly. They just kind of look at you no. like, hey, they're very cute. They look. They waddle. I, they're, I, I know you can't hug them, but I wanted to hug them. <laughs> Derby wanted to hug them too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Derby was very interested. Uh, so we, I was like, no, you don't, dude. You do not want that. <laughs> that homeward bound scene. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, we, we saw the porcupines. We had a great time with that. That was a fun kind of evening hike. And then I think that Saturday, because it was a longer hike, that was where Ted's Trail was too, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, we did Ted's Trail, which was around there. And we knew when we were in Acadia, we wanted to do Cadillac Mountain mm -hmm. kind of from the bottom to the summit via the Southridge Trail. And that's like seven miles-ish round trip, about mm -hmm. 1,500 feet of elevation. Not like a ton, but like, you know, like a, a long day for the kids. Yeah, for and us so, Midwesterners, the kids who were raised in the flatlands, like. We wanted you know. to like do something similar to that so that yeah. we wouldn't like crash and burn when we got to Cadillac Mountain. Scrolling back through my all trails to look at it. Oh, yeah. The stats mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, Ted's Trail is just right there in Greenfield. It's real close to the. Yeah. The park, it's a loop. and It was a really good trail. It was really beautiful views. It was like mm -hmm. six and a half miles, 1,200 feet of elevation. We spent a long, we spent four and a half hours on it because we just like brought food and, you know, hung out at the top. And yeah, we like sat and had a meal. Yeah. Had a meal, had uh, Summit Athletic Beers, mm -hmm. like had a great time, chatted with some people. I, I think one of the things I loved about New Hampshire in general was that everywhere we went, even when we were in the middle of nowhere, there were people around. Like it was, there there were others out enjoying nature, mm -hmm. but nothing ever felt very crowded. No. So like we saw people on the trail all the time, but not like a ton of people. Yeah. Like never like, it was like, oh my God, this is so crowded. Oh, I can't go the pace I want to go or whatever. Oh no. Or I'm in somebody's way or whatever. It was never like that. It was like so fun because it'd be like, you run into a couple of people and kind of chit chat with them. And then like, like it was just that kind of a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what I really, one of the things I really liked about it, about just like the vibes of being there. And then that was just the first week in New Hampshire. That was the first week in New Hampshire. The second week we went to Lincoln, New Hampshire. Which is a freaking cute little town. Oh my God. I love Lincoln. It was great. That is, man, we did so much. Shit. Yeah. The Flume Gorge is there. That's, mm -hmm. that's one of the places that you should, it's like a thing you have to pay to go do. It's a hike. You, the Flume Gorge is what, it's like a, it's what it sounds like. There's a yeah, flume that's cool. that goes through this canyon and you hike right on, like in it almost. Like there's stairs all built up. Mm -hmm. Really, really cool. Totally worth it. You should definitely do it. Plan ahead because you have to like reserve times. At least you did when we were there. I think you might still have to. I think you to. always do for that one, yeah. but I'm not sure. I think that's one of those things that like shifted that way in COVID and then mm -hmm. now it's still like that. Yeah. So we did that one. We did Georgiana Falls was another one we did. It was like a waterfall hike around there. Yeah, that was just like we just... Pulled up all trails like, oh, what should we do? And that ended up being great. Oh, it was so fun. You like Hopping around the rocks. Scramble up the rocks, like yeah. towards the falls. So pretty like, dog friendly. Mm -hmm. I, almost everything was dog friendly out there too, mm -hmm. which is part of the fun of it. Yep. Flume Gorge was not, I believe. Yeah, no, we didn't bring the dogs on that. And then one of the best things we did the whole summer was this week too. Do you remember? 
No. The Cog Railway. Oh, that was that week too? Yes, because that was Mount Washington. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're right. That's right by Lincoln. That been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Cog Railway is also, we didn't do it as a harvest host, but it's also a harvest host, which is a good thing to know. Yeah. So the Cog Railway is kind of weird. It's so cool. It's really cool. It's old, right? Yes. Like, we did the original, like one of the original steam engines. There are also diesel engines that are faster. Yeah. But we wanted the like authentic experience. It is yeah. very expensive. Yeah, it was like three hundred bucks or something. Yeah, for the four of us together. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So to go to the top of Mount Washington, which is the tallest mountain out there, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can drive, you can hike, or you can take the Cog Railway, which is just like a straight shot up. Yep, it's an incline railway. Yeah, you just. The seats angle at a certain way, and uh, you just ride an engine, like an engine pushes the car up. Yeah, it's so weird because the engine's behind it. It looks like something from an old movie or a cartoon. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, yeah, the seats are like when you sit down, because you're kind of on flat ground or mostly flat ground when you get Yeah. You're like crooked. Yeah, you're like leaned back. Right, but then like. Or forward. forward. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And then, like, as soon as you get going up the mountain, like, you know why they're, they're like regular. that because then you're normal. Yeah. <laughs> and then they flip over for the way down. Yep. So you go up there. There's like an observatory area. There's like snow up there, even in the middle of summer. So you have to like wear, bring snow gear. And it can be really, really, the weather up there is, it's like the worst weather in North America or in the world or something like that. It's I like, no it's like the, it's supposed to be the worst weather kind of anywhere. It's really windy. It can be super, super windy and it's usually cloudy. We had the clearest day ever. You, everyone up there was like, it's never like that. We had a snowball fight. It, but it was like bright sunny. We could mm-hmm. see everything. You could see the ocean. Like mm-hmm. it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We lucked into such good weather. But I think that's one of those must-do things out when you do the Northeast. I like Maybe you, maybe it's not a must-do to do the Cog Railway specifically. I think if you like railroads at all, if your kids are mm-hmm. into that, Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't feel comfortable driving twisty mountain roads, if you don't want to do a big long hike up to the top of the mountain, like I mean, I would I want to do that next time. But I I thought it was super cool and fun. I it was really it glad is we did it. a blast. It is. Yeah. It was worth every penny. I because like sometimes you you pay for the tour stuff like that, and you're like, is this yeah. really worth it? But it had been on our list, so mm-hmm. this is the great thing about doing the like summer list, right, or the winter list, or whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is like, well, it's on our list. We're gonna do it. Yeah, totally. So we did it, <laughs> and, it and I almost cool. backed out of it because it was expensive. Yeah, and because it was like one more thing to fit in, and we had hikes we wanted to do and other things. Yep. And I did not regret that one at all. I highly recommend it. We'll share some pictures on the, the instagram from it it was like from some of these things it it some of the prettiest pictures we've ever taken on our travels it was awesome yeah and littlest i mean you know my our family loves snow so new hampshire was great uh yeah we had just we just had a great time yeah like not a ton of like restaurants and stuff much more like hiking and <laughs> hanging out <laughs> uh, i mean like we, we we tried out a couple of restaurants they were fine we should stay say that we stayed at the koa in lincoln mm-hmm. um we didn't mention that there's mm-hmm. i think there's two we were in the north one it was um, it was lincoln. nice it was fine yeah it was no hesitation to stay there like and this is the thing like there's a there's a state park i think near the flume gorge and around the flume gorge and there's some other state parks around there that mm-hmm. we were just too big and so yeah. That's kind of one of those things of, I think if we were going back with, when we go back with the Airstream. When we go back. We'll try, well, we're going to be like past camping season for yeah. some of these places. But yeah. uh, we, when we go back in the summer with the Airstream, we'll try and get some of these state parks instead. But it's still very doable with a big rig. It just might be a little bit more expensive. There was also, it was on the way back through that we stayed at a thousand trails that was in New Hampshire. Do not recommend that place. Oh, that's right. That was just like a sudden. I think it was an like, encore. It was just a one night stop on the way back through. We we were like, oh, let's pop in somewhere for one night. Yeah. I can't even remember why we did that instead of. I don't remember. Just like there a was harvest like, hoster Walmart. Oh, we or wanted. It was really hot. We wanted air conditioning. Oh, we wanted to plug in the AC. Yeah. And then we only got thirty amp anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say we didn't. We didn't need our air conditioning that much most of the summer. No, not at all. We can talk. We'll talk more about it, how it was, kind of as we went. But like, I have pictures from 
New Hampshire when we were boondocking and I'm like wearing sweatshirt one morning when we were out like having mm-hmm. breakfast and stuff. Like it yeah. was pretty chilly overnight a lot. And like our hikes, I, we, I wore pants and like a t-shirt usually. It was I not, almost always wear pants on hikes. Yeah, I mean, me too. But like I was comfortable in that. Like I usually mm-hmm. started with a long sleeve shirt and then like peeled down to a t-shirt or a tank top. Yeah. Um, it was comfortable hiking weather, like comfortable. There's like a few days here and there where it was kind of hot and we were like, oh man, we really need the AC. But for most of it, like I wouldn't hesitate to like stay at a harvest host or something like that. Yeah, it was a great time. I mean, thinking after all of this uh, snowy cold fun we had this weekend, thinking about that uh, summer in the Northeast is just like, yeah. Uh, and it's just like cool. summer ass summer. And this is like Alaska too, where mm-hmm. when, and it's going to be like our Northern Midwest, you know, summer we have coming up. People who get, have like good, like have serious winters and short summers, they live it up for summer. Yeah. Everyone is out. Everyone's doing stuff. They're out doing their hobbies. They are. It's fun when adults have hobbies. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said at the top of the show, I feel like that's kind of what this show is about. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we read a letter about it? Yep. Do it. Did you hear the letter from last week about being bad at things and wonder how I managed to be so bad at hobbies that I enjoy? One thing is that I haven't met a hobby I didn't like, and I never like anything halfway. It's all the way or nothing for me. This is a fun, albeit expensive, way to live. And each hobby has all of its own stuff, which is a bit at odds with the less stuff mindset we try to pursue. My current hobbies include, but are never limited to, rock climbing, where I'm slowly getting back in shape and learning to top rope and maybe lead by the end of the winter. Includes a rock gym membership, shoes, chalk, harness, and other miscellaneous gear for me and the whole family. Reading all of the books all of the time. I probably actually only average one per week most of the time. I have a terrible habit of buying them instead of checking them out from the library. Even digitally, I like to collect them like trophies. I often joke that there's no point in having adult money if I can't buy a book when I want it. I stand by this. Hiking is another one. At least this one only really needs boots, a backpack, and an all-trails membership. Okay, it also has involved a jet boil, first aid kit, and other essentials and non-essentials for a safe hike. We typically hike as a family and max out around five or six miles most of the time. Not super serious, but super fun. Skiing. This one's new. Literally just took my first lesson yesterday. Our whole family loved it and bought beginner passes for a local mountain. This one could get very, very pricey if we decide we're going to do it every winter. RVing and travel. It's a hobby and I guess we've made it a lifestyle. We got so enamored with it. We have special software for planning, gadgets for safety on the road, and all the stuff that goes with a moving house that can live off-grid if we want. Honorable mentions for other hobbies include drawing, running, yoga, golf, D&D, games, singing, playing piano, playing drums, paddling, biking, Lego, baking, and cooking. I might be more or less into any of these things at any given time, but they're not at the top currently. I think I used to feel bad about my obsessive nature, as it was called more than once, or the eye roll that sometimes accompanied the question of what is it now? But other than lugging around all that damn equipment, I can't think of any way that this approach to life hasn't served me well. Being pretty interested in a lot of activities provides countless connections to new people. It gives me something to talk about, something to do with them. If I'm invited along on a X trip, I probably know enough to participate. And if I don't know enough, I'll learn. I haven't forgotten how to learn new things. In fact, coming home from our first ski lesson yesterday, we were all buzzing with excitement. None of us is a pure natural talent or anything. We just thoroughly enjoy learning new things, trying new things, being outside and around others who are enjoying themselves. It was snowing during our first day on the mountain, and it was stinking magical. I don't know how we could have come away from that not in love. I know it's hard to make time for yourself. Work takes a lot of energy. Family and home obligations take a lot of energy. But please, friend, don't forget your hobbies. They're important. You don't have to have 20 at a time or ever, 
But don't forget what makes you happy. Don't forget to try something new, even when you're approaching or past middle age. Even when you aren't sure it will go well. Bring along your family for a special kind of fun, but also do some things on your own. You may not love it all or dive in wholeheartedly like me, but I think you'll find something interesting and you'll be glad for it. See you down the road, Jamie. So I think what I loved about this letter is it helped me realize and kind of struck me that as adults, like adult as adults, like pushing 40 adults, yeah, especially adults with kids, yeah, we're kind of like low-key discouraged from having hobbies. I think so. I, well, we talked about this. I think there's a menu of acceptable hobbies and they're very gendered and very related mm. to your family status. Mm-hmm. So we can go, we can list them. For men, golf is allowed. Sure. Fantasy football and football fanning. Mm, yeah. Sports fanning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, those are allowed. Those are permissible. I think uh, things like working on your car. Yeah, sure. Are allowed. Fishing, hunting. hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Those are like the, uh, those are adult man hobbies. Um, sports too. Yeah. Like I was playing say, sports. Oh, sports fanning and sportsing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're saying this tongue in cheek because like we love sports. It's fine. Obvi- no, I'm I'm saying like obviously hobbies shouldn't be gender anyway. No, of course not. But it. I'm just saying like societally, this yes. is like what's what you'll what you can do in your free time without <laughs> getting shunned. Right. <laughs> or like looked at weird. Right. Yeah. And then as a woman, especially a woman with kids, mm-hmm. I think you're allowed baking, cooking. PTAing. Oh, PTAing. <laughs> organizing, party planning. Oh, these sound like great hobbies. I know. <laughs> it doesn't appeal to me. Sorry. Yeah. And I mean, there, there's nothing, first of all, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. Right. Exactly. But these are like, these are like what you're presented, right? Like, and so, and your hobbies, especially as a mom, I think sometimes it's like all wrapped up in your kids, right? Like, it's, it's your hobbies are mom related, right? I think everyone is also allowed societally, societally um, gym and or gains as a hobby. Gym or gains, yes. And side hustle. And side hustle. Anything you can make into a side hustle <laughs> is a permissible hobby. Maybe that's more like a generational thing. That's yeah, that's like, a millennial thing. Yeah. And that might just be because we we're all struggling. This is obviously not what we think of our permissible hobbies or right. whatever. Yeah. I just think it's like, because you look at, like, when's the last time you met a grown-up and they were, like, so excited to talk to you about their hobbies? Yeah. I mean, I think people do. I think we do, but it's like, I know a lot that don't really have any hobbies either. <laughs> yeah, and I think you feel like, at least for me, like especially after we like graduated college like oh we're supposed to be like all grown up now yeah you you have a job maybe you have a 40 hour a week job or more right yeah you start having kids yeah maybe you get some pets which in a way you like dog dog is hobby dog is hobby but also you know dog is obligation (laughs) right right yeah i think so i think like um we're gonna talk a little bit about like our rules for hobbies but i don't think they can be obligations yeah and mm. And so i think gym doesn't necessarily reach hobby status for a lot of people who gym yeah because you you're just you're doing it because you gotta that's not it's not for fun yeah but, it's oh, fun or like I'm going to go insane if I don't run on a hamster wheel for a little while. <laughs> Sorry, envisioning you running on a hamster wheel. I know, wheel. I know. Yeah. It's just like treadmill, hamster wheel, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like once you're like supposed to be adulting, if you're, yeah. if you're a responsible adult, like you put aside childish things. Like well, video games. And as a, yeah, I've been playing Animal Crossing so hard lately. <laughs> I freaking love it. I got a Switch Lite for my birthday from the 
from the kids. Mm-hmm. And it's the Animal Crossing edition, and I've been playing so much Animal Crossing. I play, I play like an hour every day. Do I you have a five-star island yet? Not yet, damn it. I'm I don't. Working, I'm working on it. Animal I'm Crossing can't hold my island. attention. I love it. I water my flowers. Mm-hmm. I pick the produce. It's great. I love it. It's very zen for me. <laughs> but And the kids like it, too, so we do it together. And it's awesome. It's so fun and harmless and I love it. And I think we can jump into like, yeah. So hobbies, I think everyone should have them. I don't think there are happy people who don't have hobbies, who don't have things that fill their time that aren't things that they just enjoy. Yeah. And I think it's so easy to like, let that pressure get to you. Yes. And say, oh yeah, I need to do more for work. Yeah. I should send more emails. No, sit and crochet or color <laughs> or do something else for a minute. Clear right. your brain. Or I need to do more for the kids' school. Yeah. Or There's always more. There's always more. There's always more. The kids' travel sport. Yes. Skating oh club. Um, I think it you know, creates, I think you have to have, in a, in a, like a two-parent household, you really need supportive partners mm-hmm. to be able to pursue hobbies mm-hmm. so like the best the best example for me and the the thing that like really defined this for me mm. as a parent and like re kind of refinding myself after becoming a parent was i got i wanted to train for a marathon mm-hmm. and our oldest was not quite a year and a half old which was about a year old when i started training yeah and i was like i need to do this mm-hmm partially because I just need to like it's something I just really want to do I've always wanted to do it why not now yeah I want to get back in shape I want to feel good I want but like I wanted the time by myself I wanted it to be a thing I did by myself yeah well I had no interest in doing it with you so that was good with me but like it's just like I wanted my own thing yeah I needed a physically I desperately needed as a as a nursing mom and Mm -hmm. and like as somebody who had been you know, pregnant and then nursing. Like I needed some time where my body was my own. <laughs> I needed mm-hmm. to like reclaim it like physically. And I needed that to reclaim makes some a time lot of sense. Yeah. mentally. And I felt guilty at first for needing that. Mm. I felt guilty for needing time away from my family. I felt guilty for needing time from my kid. I felt guilty for like saying that. And for like needing my own things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think it's like we were talking about like all the acceptable things for parents and people. And it's just like that felt selfish to me to do that. And I mm-hmm. think it made me a better person. It made me not the actual act of running a marathon, but like mm. the. No, the, I mean, like, yeah, you're obviously morally superior. You ran a marathon. <laughs> it made clearly. me a happier person. It made me <laughs> yeah. better and more patient. It made right. me feel more fulfilled. It gave me the framework to ask you for times that I needed something like that. Yeah. To like, to be able to give and take and say like, hey, I need a minute. Yeah. I'm going to go do this. It made me happy too, right? Like to see you doing something and like just something that you're doing because you wanted to do and you wanted to like, you wanted to have it, have done it, right? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and working hard towards that goal. I will say I'm a weirdo. I it's less so now because I'm older and it hurts more. But I like the act of running. Like the training itself was reward for me. Yeah. Like that's people run for a host of different reasons, but that that is what it was about for me. I think I uh, there were points in my life when I would have agreed with you. Yeah. Just felt good to move my body mm-hmm. and to get outside for the most part and to leave my cares behind for a moment and listen to an audiobook and just go into a zone. Yeah. So I loved the long training runs. I thought they were great. Yes. Even today, I have a hard time like going and doing my own thing by myself. I know. I, I wonder about that. Like the way I kind of do that is I put on my headphones and I do chores. Yeah. And that's like my that's me your time. That's your zone out of time. Yeah. Yeah. Which is nice. 
but like and I think it's because I'm a very social person like yeah my hobbies are usually done with other people mm-hmm. but like even I want like a little bit of like no like I'm just I'm kind of like not talking to people <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> I don't really want to answer another question right now. Thanks, kiddo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love my kids. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. We live in a small space very close together most yeah. of the time. So I think we talked about this, you know, like, I don't, it's maybe a little, re- like, reductive or trite, but Mm-mm. I don't think that there are happy adults who don't have hobbies of their own. Explain. I think everyone I've met who's, like, genuinely happy has something that they're into that they enjoy doing that's like their own thing maybe many things maybe one thing just because they like it they do stuff just because they like it yeah they do stuff for the fun of it they do stuff with and and i think what comes with that and what's part of it is it comes with doing it with people Mm -hmm. it comes with being a part of that hobbies community or online in person whatever but like having friends who do that hobby like sharing it with somebody yeah having a hobby and sharing it with somebody and not just your immediate family is really important totally and then have not relying solely on your partner or your kids for your happiness is very important it, yeah i mean like it's really really isolating yes if like you have no other connections yes and it's easy to get there you see how people get there yeah right yeah, for sure. Especially like if you like move to a new town mm-hmm. or something like that. Your kids are super busy and stuff. Mm-hmm. You get involved with that stuff, but it's and always you get, like, like the surface level connections with like the other level. parents and mm-hmm. stuff. But like having my kid does this thing with your kid in common with somebody is not the same thing as like having I like to do this and you want to do it with me. Yes. Common. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're right. It's a different like type of bonding. Not mm-hmm. that one mm-hmm. is wrong. Yeah. But like. I also think that people who fill yeah. their time with hobbies have less time for things that make them feel bad. Explain. <laughs> um, so for me, things that make me feel bad that I will fill my time with if I'm bored and mm. don't have other things that I'm doing. I like TV, like mindless TV, not just sitting down to watch a specific show, but like. Mm-hmm. There, there's good TV out there. There's good movies out there. But like, sure, I think there's been times in our lives where we've like always put on a show at a certain time of night, or always have the TV on a certain channel, or whatever. It's just kind of automatic. It's just kind of automatic, and we mm-hmm. sit down and kind of zone out. And sometimes you need to zone out, and that is totally fine. And there are what I call the zombie years of early childhood. Man, <laughs> just survive, just make it through. That's all you're doing. But I think. But I think even even then, like. It's important to hobbies. carve out some time. Yeah. It's much easier when the kids get older, though. Totally. But I think it's like, if you don't make it a point, make a point of it to say like, no, it's okay for us. Yeah. Each individually or together as a family or as a couple. Or- Bring the kids, too, is the other hack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, our kids, exactly. by default, are part of our hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> They happen to like them. We try not to bring them on things that they don't enjoy. Not every single one of no, them. No, not every single one, not every single time. No. But like not every single hobby even. But No. But no. yeah, I mean I think We I try think, to find things that we all enjoy too. Right. No, they they love hiking, they love climbing, and like it's not just because we do it together, but that is part of it. Yeah. You know, but I think like we always say like it's it's hard to get all of us out the door at the same time oh wanting to do the same thing at the yes. same time. But then when we do, we're like I'm almost so glad universally we glad we did. I'm so glad we did this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We'll like be screaming on the way out the door and then like halfway into a hike and the kids will be like, this is the best day ever. But yeah, if you don't get in the habit of like carving out that time yeah. for like we are going to do hobbies, it's really easy to just kind of let work take over school takeover all that other stuff and then you have this like little bit of leftover time and you're like i guess i'll just scroll my phone Mm -hmm. yep and i say that in a non-judgmental way in a way that i do that oh totally like i'm not been there done that but then i I feel kind of like eh. yeah like if i pick up a book or if i sit down to color or draw or if i um play a game with the kids or even play my switch like Mm -hmm. i just feel so much more like calm and Mm -hmm. happy 
then and I do set aside time to be on the internet, like to be on Instagram and stuff, by the way. Like well, yeah. it's important to like what we're doing and I mm-hmm. like being connected with people. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference between like mindlessly scrolling Instagram and being on Instagram, like when I mean to be on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's the same with T V too. Yeah. Right? Like, so we have, we always have like a series or two that we're watching and but we'll like do it like a couple days a week and we'll sit down and watch that show. Like there's a certain day. Yeah. 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 Right. But it's not a show for every day either, right? No. It's not. And like, I think everyone's different about that. But I don't, I wouldn't, I would encourage less TV for the majority of people. I just. I mean, I know I'm happier when I watch less TV. I just, I, man, it's not evil or anything. It's nothing like that. I just think there's only so many hours in the day and there's just cooler things you could be doing. Yeah, not like morally superior. Oh things, God, but no, just like, no! Just things that may make you feel better. Yeah, have some more fun. Yeah, like feel more fulfilled. Yes, like make connections with people. Honestly, and man, not a hobby, but like also just talk to your spouse or your partner or whoever you live with too. Why would you want to do that? Like TV gets in the way of that. I feel like sometimes when we've been <laughs> in patterns where we watch a lot of TV, we don't talk very much. That's how Sunday night cocktails got started. Yes. That's how, I mean, like, which, Clean, is, yeah, yeah, which is the reason for this podcast. Yes, but yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's like, let's not watch, t- let's, let's just talk. Or if we watch, like, we watch, like, a show and then we talk mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it's like, mostly we talk. <laughs> mostly we sit and have a drink and talk. Yeah, exactly. Or for a while we it was were. billions. We were watching billions. But then we would, like, the that was like with dinner, like yeah. when we would have our own like little late dinner date. Yeah, we put the kids to bed. We mm-hmm. eat dinner. Like have... we already fed the kids. Put them to obviously the kids ate, but yeah. <laughs> we decided to eat on our own later and watch a show together, and then you know have a drink after and yeah. just chat. Yep. Yeah, but for a while we were listening to uh, podcasts together, and we we've started that again. Yeah, a little bit too. Uh-huh. Um. And then we like, really like to listen to normal gossip together. Oftentimes that's a good conversation starter after yeah. that too. It's like you talk with it, right? Mm-hmm. We started doing that again together at home because we're not driving as much. Yes. And so we needed some other times carved out to chat, to listen to things and chat that we weren't, because we were getting that built in on our drive days. Long drive days are such a good time. I mean, not everyone does this, but for us, it's such a good time to like really have that like, long yeah just hang out and chat time yep i mean which is really important to us i know not everyone talks as much as us but uh, well i mean like we're (laughs) guys we don't have everything figured out it's just like we were thinking about what would we encourage like what is working well for us right now and it's like freaking having hobbies and spending time on them it's really going well (laughs) not everything's perfect but that is something that i feel good about (laughs) also we may run out of money whatever for all these hobbies (laughs) you know because of how expensive they all are and all the freaking gear that you need so hobbies okay so this is our problem with getting into like outdoor sports kind of hobbies yeah um, hobbies don't have to be expensive. I want to no. put that out there. Like I understand don't. we come from a place of privilege in terms of money and in terms of being in a two parent household and yes, a lot of things like that. And so yes. I understand that we come from a place of privilege when we talk about pursuing hobbies mm-hmm. and that it might look different for different people. I still think you should pursue hobbies. I still think you should get a coloring book and some pencils or start crocheting or, you suggested play online chess. Yes. Um, things that really don't cost much or anything, but that can like occupy your time, teach you something new. Mm-hmm. Mentally and, stimulating. Make yeah. Connections. Make connections with others. Maybe not coloring, but um, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Go to the library. Um, to, if yeah. You, you know, like, yeah. There can be some good community resources in terms of like art and things through libraries and other things like that. It doesn't have to be a super expensive mm-hmm. buy all the equipment thing. That that's probably my like toxic trait around this, and the thing I have to be careful with mm-hmm. is like I get really interested. I want to buy all the things because that like makes you feel good. Why would we rent when we could buy? We're gonna rent the fucking skis. At least. Oh my gosh, it's so like, expensive. Skis are expensive. Wow. Yeah, man. How do people do this? This is rich people shit. But like. But we found a program that makes the rich people shit accessible, right? Yeah. And so, like, 
you can do things like that where you can find the then maybe not the top tier or like a, a, a way at it that's that's a way to learn that isn't super pricey so i don't think you have to go spend a million dollars to go do this stuff or that you need to spend any money necessarily to have good hobbies no, and your hobbies don't running, have to be on this list either. No, God, no. Running takes a pair of shoes, right? Like, right. it's not, I mean, then you can end up spending a lot more on a lot of other things. But mm-hmm. look, really, all you need to start, and I think that's the other thing, is all you need to start, most of them, is not that much. Mm-hmm. And just and, give it a try. And I will say, like, for our winter yeah. gear, we we used um, REI Resupply and bought used winter gear. Yes. It wasn't, like, way cheap, but it was, like, good gear that was significantly cheaper than new. And well, also better for the environment. Right, exactly. So that's another thing I would recommend, especially if you Reusing, are yeah. a uh, a person who has many, many hobbies often. Yeah. I would recommend things like that where you can buy used gear, Facebook Marketplace, things like that. Great way to find. That can be a hobby in and of itself <laughs> for people. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> Which is yeah. a little bit uh, challenging, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different hobbies you can have right like mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like we're i don't know if this has come through quite as explicitly as it i mean it like we are like high energy people like our dog is a high energy dog oh uh, yeah like we have to move like so our hobbies are very much about that not, but not all of them not all I of mean, them like, i like to read i like to play animal crossing we play dungeons and i like dragons being cozy every week yeah. But, like, also, yeah, we, a lot of them are about, like, getting outside and moving. We just baked another loaf of sourdough today oh that I haven't God, even yes. cut into yet. Like, I'm excited to have that tomorrow. It's not all about Ooh, high I energy. I wish those avocados were ripe because we could do some avocado toast with those hard-boiled eggs, man. Fucking millennials. We costco really <laughs> hard today. <laughs> we costco so hard. Costco yeah. has the best avocados. Do they? They? they have that big bag of Haas avocados, and it's always so good. Okay. Anyway. And my mom always gets them. That's how I learned. But anyway. Okay. Or maybe she gets them for Santa's. But it's like the same thing. Yeah. And anyway. And we got we got so much good stuff. I'm so stoked about all the things we got at Costco. <laughs> I'm old. It's Is fun. that your hobby? Going to Costco <laughs> Costco's now? my hobby. All right. Have fun. Let it, like, man, anything could be a hobby. It's just, I think that, so the rules for it being a hobby. Yes. What is a hobby? And how can you hobby? If you want to hobby more, how should you do it? I think the rules for it being a hobby are it's not an obligation. It mm-hmm. doesn't, a hobby is something you don't have to do. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is a real definition. This is how I define it. It's something that takes time and attention mm-hmm. um, and that you derive joy out of and you do for, you know, like separate from other things. Mm-hmm. And I think it also, often involves and I think the next step is then I think that the parameters I would put around that is I would encourage you to have it not be too much screen related stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially if that's your job. Especially like if you're on screens me. all day for job. Yeah. 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 And same really. Yeah. Um I'm on like socials for work basically. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't like yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that's part of why it's like separating that is important. And so I, I think I would encourage it to not be too focused on screens, especially if you are on screens for work. But yeah, it can't be work. It can't be like an obligation. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that you just do for fun. Yep. And I think it should also have like um, some connection with other people who enjoy the hobby. Yep. I would really encourage that as well, even if you're an introvert. Like, there are introverted hobbies, right? Like, there's, like, I think of, like, knitting circles and quilting groups and things like that where, like, maybe it's more extroverts. I don't really know. They're probably pretty extroverted, actually. Yeah. But there's, like, there's introverted stuff, too, right? Like, you don't have to be... And introverts need social connection, just like extroverts need recharging time, too. So, it's, like... Totally. It's not all one way or the other. (laughs) Go to the game shop and play board games with people. When I think of, like, the happiest adults that I know... Mm -hmm. The people like I want to be like, <laughs> mm-hmm. they're all like really into stuff. Mm-hmm. They're having a great time. And it's not like their work isn't important and their family isn't important. No. You know, we've talked about Game Night before. One of our Game Night friends is like a director at his company. Mm-hmm. 
like head of a department. Yeah. Like really good at his job by all what it seems, right? Mm-hmm. Like just one of the happiest people you'll ever meet. Yeah. Like loves board games, loves people. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. makes it makes a lot of time for that. And a really good family guy too. Like yeah. you know, and very involved with his kids. Yeah. Like you don't have to pick one or the other. <laughs> no, it's really true. And I think honestly, like once you find that balance and like if you have a supportive partner, yeah. Like it's actually it's better for everyone. I think so because I think when we have our own things, yeah, we're just happier people. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's important for me to get to the climbing gym by myself once in a while. Once I get better at skiing, I'm going to head out there once in a while by myself. Like, yeah. I like to go do things by myself. Sure. I like to meet other people at the gym or at the, wherever. Like, I just, it's important to me to, to go prove that I can go be on my own sometimes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I think, um, yeah, you, Right, you you carve out time for it. Yeah. You and like I think bring your kids with you. Yeah. Is especially a, if travel, hack, especially if travel is a hobby. Yeah. Um, if you start traveling with your, if you're if you're a new parent or you're thinking about becoming a parent, mm-hmm. I would as if you if travel has been a huge portion of your life, just bring the kids. Yeah. Like they're not really too young. Like no. just. Take them with you as soon as you think of taking a trip, and you were like, "Oh, I won't do it because just bring them. You'll figure it out, and they'll be great it's travelers." Not necessarily easy. Always, they'll be great but, like, travelers. It's worth it. Yeah, they'll be great travelers if you start early and often. Yes. So our our oldest, we took to Hawaii when she was four months old. Mm-hmm. That was like our first big trip with the little with the little baby. Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, I mean, it was challenging in some there, ways. There were definitely definitely in some challenges. Ways it was like easy because she just slept in her car seat all the time and burst yeah. everywhere, and I didn't have to pack anything else for her. Really, yeah, for sure. So, <laughs> but I think it's it's just the you know be up for an adventure kind of mindset really applies to all of this, and that's kind of always our motto. But mm-hmm. I think it's you you person you human being are worth having hobbies mm-hmm. you're worth time you deserve it you deserve supportive people in your life who make that possible for you Definitely. and if you don't have a supportive partner find other supportive friends and people who can help you mm-hmm. because you deserve to be a human being with your own interests absolutely and i know that's not earth shattering but it might be to somebody Yeah. Totally. And frick, get, get a babysitter. If you can, yeah. Or a like friend you that can you can swap it. with. Right. Yeah. There's, like, a, there's ways to do this that doesn't have to be expensive. Bring your also, kids is one thing, but also like get a babysitter. It takes a village thing is real yeah. and like find your, find a village if you need to. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really important. It's not about the hobby itself. No. It's really not about that. It's really about. I mean, unless it's like a really cool hobby, like competitive eating. <laughs> that's awesome it's really a lot more about exploring and learning about yourself meeting people and just having some time for your brain to do something that's not work or home stuff yeah your brain needs that third place to go so true i think anyway like i think you're just and you'll find that the work and home stuff gets easier not perfect not always but like you, I, for me anyway, I'm a much more patient person when I have other outlets for energy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's a little preachy, but get a hobby, man. Dude. <laughs> get a hobby. I just really want to really encourage need, people to do that because I've really met, hobby, I've met man. and seen so many people our age who don't really have hobbies. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always or they like, I feel like they're selecting from the menu and maybe they'd be more interested in something else. Yes. Yeah. It's like hmm. It's not really what they're passionate about, but they just do it, you know. Like someone else that I know is doing it and so I'm doing it. Which is fine. Yeah, totally fine. Honestly, like if you're making connections that way and like meeting people and having fun and you genuinely enjoy it, great. Do it. Yeah. You know? But yeah, if you can find something that's like you're just going to try it and then you're going to meet people who also like it. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. But like that's, that is a feeling like no other. 
it's so fun to be like 30 some years old and like click with people over something you enjoy doing yeah and like like your kid on the playground again right like, will you be I my like friend that too. will you be my friend do you want to play with me wait you like that i like that too <laughs> oh my gosh our, our youngest both of our kids but especially our youngest is like so good about like hi my name's this and what's and i'm this many years old and how old and <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> sorry and what's your name do you want to be my friend she has never met somebody who wasn't her friend absolutely young old doesn't matter they are her friend i have a new friend mom if she catches vibes from someone kind of like mm, i don't know i'm kind of playing with these other people and i don't really want to play with someone new right now she gets so sad yeah she but both of our kids are includers which i really like yes exactly yeah love it but yeah make a friend make a hobby Ooh, make a hobby yeah make a hobby a hobby you can make something a hobby start a new cult uh (laughs) um (laughs) no not where i was going with that write a book similar (laughs) start a podcast dude i gotta suffer through i want to get it i should not have started reading the book that i'm reading but now i forgot to finish it no you don't you don't have to finish the book you start do if you don't like it just quit. But I can't review it if I'm just like, I read one chapter and the guy was insufferable. You can. Actually, that can be, like, that's a, you, okay. just, you just did. All I'm saying is I read Hillbilly Elegy. Yeah. Don't. I mean, clearly don't. That guy's, wow. But <laughs> it was, like, given to me by a librarian. Uh-huh. Wow. I mean, it's, like, an interesting character study. Yeah. Just. They all kind of read the same. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'll reveal the name of what I'm talking about after I finish it and we talk about it on Book Club. Ooh, can't wait. Or I, or I don't finish it because... There you go. That's what we were talking about. You can quit it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> don't read Hillbillyology. I'll give you that one for free. All right. <laughs> it's all for free. <laughs> Not a third pen bells. <laughs> They're paying for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now there's pressure. <laughs> uh, if they wanted to be a pen pal, though, like yeah. even though they can get all this for free, yeah. If they just like us that much, yeah. How how can they do that? You can. Uh, well, first you can get in touch with us at lettersfromtheroadpod at gmail dot com. You can send us book reviews, podcast reviews, uh, topic requests, anything like that. Send us anything about your hobbies that you want to talk about, hobbies we didn't mention, anything like that, your thoughts on hobbies. Love to hear it. Mm-hmm. Talk to us there. You can also find us at the Substack letters from the roadpod.com. You can put in your email there to get emails from us. You can also upgrade your subscription to become a pen pal there as well mm-hmm. by clicking the upgrade button. Should be pretty obvious, but if you ever need help, shoot us a note. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also. Find us on Letters from the Road Pod on the socials. So um, not on X or whatever the fuck that is these days, <laughs> but everything else. Sure. So yeah, track us down. We're around. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Absolutely. It's it's really great having you all here. Yeah. We're so glad you're here. We can't wait to talk to you again next week. Two weeks till book club. Or one, one week till book club. One week till Sorry. book club. No, one week till we record book club. Two weeks till book club. But get your... Sorry, we have, you have one week to get us book club recommendations. There we you go. Two weeks until book club. Yes. Thank you. All right. Until next week, friends. We'll see you down the road. Bye. Bye.